Sports stories from the 419 in Northwest Ohio brought to you by A Voice You Know. It's time to go around the area and around the Hearn. Hello there. This is a big, big episode of this show. A lot of guests to get to and a lot of things to talk about, especially young men and young women setting up their college dreams and getting scholarships to play at the next level. You also hear from one of those young ladies as well as her uh, regular basketball coach during the season and her AAU coach in uh, Emelise in just a little bit. But first, you look at a lot of the uh, football games going on this weekend. Three big games in our area. You'll hear from four of the uh, six head coaches as we uh, listen to uh, Chip Otten, Andy Schaefer, Chris Schmidt, and Scott Palti, all of which uh, are have their teams play for a chance to get to Fortress Obitz. Next week, can play in the state finals. Talk about that coming up here in a bit. But the uh, big games, you've got Van Wert taking on uh, Cincinnati-Wyoming. They're playing at Piqua. Winner of that takes on either Mentor Lake Catholic or Bloom Carroll. D1 final is actually this Friday. It's actually tonight. Pick Central taking on St. X at the uh, Fortress in the middle of nowhere, from what I'm told. New Bremen LCC is tonight. You can hear this on a K94. The winner takes on either Warren JFK or Newark Catholic. Coldwater and Columbus Grove tomorrow at Sydney. Winner plays Fort Fry or Middletown Springfield. Next week, you can hear that on K94. It's also on WZOQ Radio, depending on which broadcast you would like to listen to. It's sort of like the college basketball thing where it's the home team broadcast. You can listen to either one. High school volleyball big this weekend. State semifinals, Nabreem will be in action against Newark Catholic on a Saturday at 10 a.m. You can hear that on K94 as well. The winner of that takes on Tiffin Calvert or Dalton on Sunday. Tiffin Calvert, team that knocked out Lipstick last week, they sit 27-0 on the season. Not a great week for area soccer programs. A lot of uh, teams had their seasons come to an end. Kirtland beat Liberty Benton one nothing a couple of nights ago in the girls' soccer and we'll head to Columbus for the third time in the last four years. But I wouldn't hang my head for those LB girls. Uh, just a terrific year for them. Three trips to the state semifinals in four years. Shawnee fell a couple of nights ago in a boys' soccer. A lot of uh, news about them coming up here in a few. And at St. Mary's, the girls fell in the regional finals on a Saturday to a Tennessee commit Taylor Huff, who uh, plays for Mansfield-Madison Comprehensive. They then went on. She ended up having a big game. Three goals in the second half will win at Rocky River up in Northeast Ohio. She's the eighth best scorer in OHSA history, 133 goals. She also just happens to lead anybody all-time in assists with 90. She's a talent. I saw her in person last week, but congratulations to all the, the uh, local soccer teams for big years. The big news this week, college signings. And I apologize. I know I'm going to miss one or two. Just because there are so many, we're blessed to have so much great talent in our area. But uh, this is the list that I've mostly been able to compile. Josie Reinhardt, who's got a big weekend coming up for New Bremen, signed to play volleyball at Tiffin. Caleb Giesken in Miller City is going to go play baseball at Hiram College. Marion Locals, Elena Pullman, will play volleyball at Finley. Napoleon's Taylor Strock decided that she will head to Cedarville to play uh, basketball. As will uh, Kalen Etzler's basketball career continue. He'll go from uh, Crestview to Columbus. Hope all Loudon's Michaela Elmore makes the biggest jump in terms of geography. She's going to go play for the Clemson Tigers. And I love this story, the way it was written about childhood best friends and Ivy Wolf and Janae Hoing from Minster. 
They're going to both go play for the Red Hawks in Miami of Ohio. Then you've got the other duo that signed together, Logan Maxwell of Shawnee and Braden Leibarger of Elida. They're both going to go play baseball at the next level. Logan Maxwell will go to uh, TCU, and Braden Leibarger will head north to Michigan. Speaking of baseball, Lex Bodeker from Bath will go play at USF, and Chandler Clark will head to the Pittsburgh area to play at Grand Valley and their terrific soccer program. Kaylee Barnett of Wapak set a trend, really, for Bluffton because Bluffton went and nabbed a, quite a bit of talent from the area. It gets Chloe Barnett and uh, Kaylee Barnett of uh, Wapak. They get Emma George from Versailles and Delaney Duell from Adelphus Jefferson. Congratulations to all of those uh, young men and young women for their signings. And I've talked about this before, but one of my favorite athletes, and just uh, I might be a little biased, but I love uh, the uh, signing to go play in Kentucky for Emelise. And uh, here's a little snippet from yesterday. Went to her signing here in town, just up the road from my house, about half a mile. And I got to talk to not only her head coach and Greg Ekus, her uh, AAU coach and Rich Harlan, who was on here a couple of weeks ago, but also Emma herself. And you get to hear uh, a little bit of what each one of them had to say. Here's Greg on Emma and her success at Spencerville. What's this mean for you to see your hard work pay off? Oh, it's a, it's amazing. Emma is such a hard worker for uh, Team Huddle and our and our Spencerville program. Uh, she's really uh, changed the face of our of Spencerville basketball, and you know, hopefully throughout the year we'll see, you know, some more uh, of her name just you know throughout all of our all of our season uh, awards, career awards, uh, and and she just makes our our basketball team so much better. And, of course, they uh, listed on what the uh, proprietor of Hall of Fame Huddle and also uh, Team Huddle had to say about Emma. What's uh, what's this mean for you, seeing Emma sign today? Uh, I mean, it's 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 exciting because I, I remember quite a few things. You know, I remember the phone call when, when this whole thing started. I remember uh, seeing her at my showcase even before that. I remember sitting at the, our first tournament on the road with her grandparents eating barbecue ribs i remember the first time i pulled her out of a game because uh she w- wasn't being tough and you know and so many other things and you know now we can kind of put a put an exciting end to that and and you know she she's achieved what she's been working for so it's, it's really exciting and of course hear from emma herself how's it feel to be at this point and all your hard work paying off uh, it feels incredible, and it's also really relieving going into my senior year knowing that I have a plan of what I'm going to do next. How much are you looking forward to this season and kind of having this over with, getting to just concentrate on basketball? Uh, I can't wait for this season. This group of girls is super fun, and we're all just super athletic, and I think we're just going to have a great time out there together. Why Kentucky Wesleyan? Uh, when I first went there, the team was just amazing. The coaches were amazing, and they just made me feel like I was already part of the team as soon as I went. At that young lady, and she's got a bright future down there at Kentucky Wesleyan. Speaking of bright futures, the Volleyball Awards, the OHSVCA Awards, put out this week, and you've got a couple of just terrific hitters in Isabella Granger of Liberty Benton and Maddie White of Ottawa Glendorf, name to the Division II All-Ohio First Team. Their teammates, Aaron Kaufman for Ottawa Glendorf and Karis Willow for LB, named second team as well. 
Amber Miller of Ottawa Glendorf named the D3 Coach of the Year. Meg Lagerman of uh, New Knoxville. Both have been on this program. I hope you go back and listen. They've been terrific uh, interviews. Got the uh, D4 Coach of the Year. Look at the uh, first team All-Ohio in Division 4. Page Fort Camp from Fort Recovery is on that list. Carson Henschen from New Knoxville. Mackenzie Holster from Fort Loramie. Claire Pate from New Bremen. Elena Pullman from Marion Local and Josie Reinhardt from New Bremen. You get the uh, second team in D4. Kendall Bolenbacher from uh, Lincoln View. Abby Lommers from Miller City. Maya Maurer from uh, Fort Loramie. Mia Niekamp from St. Henry and Liz Shekelhoff from Lipsick on that list. D3 this time around. Allie Gable from New Knoxville got third team. Diana Heitkamp from New Bremen got third team. Whitley Ramel from Fort Recovery got third team as well. Honorable mention went to uh, Brianna Abel from Lincoln View and also Heidi Rethman from Marion Local and Ivy Wolf from Minster. That's uh, kind of a look at that. And turn to the soccer awards. Now there are quite a few of these, but it, again, just goes to show how good soccer has been in our area. First team, all NWOSSCA went to Chandler Clark. She's the player of the year, surprising to no one. McKenna Hale from Bath, her teammate, gets first team honors as well as the uh, Shawnee duo of Lily Cleves and Kennedy Jensen. St. Mary's duo, Lily Anchorman and Tabby Nels, round out the first team, along with Reagan Mittendorf of uh, Bluffton, Ava Gear from Coldwater, Reagan Ohm from Delft St. John's, Liberty Benton's Alexis Rickenbacker and Taylor Ward, Annika Woker from Lima Central Catholic, Natalie Koenig from Miller City, and Kelsey Erford from Ottawa Glendorf. Turning to the boys' side, first team uh, D2, Nathan Wilson from Salina, Ethan Thomas from Elida, Nick Anderson and Caden Miller from Kenton. We've got Zach Chambers, Carter Jensen, and Jacob Miller, all from Shawnee. Derek Crumride from Ottawa Glendorf. St. Mary's all-time leading scorer, Adam Tobin, and Kyle Beach from Wapakoneta. D3, you get Jacob Poling from Ada, Simon Durstein, and the player of the year, Jonathan Schreiner from Bluffton along with teammate Jude Spallinger, Red Army from Continental, and Will Miller from Audeville, all on those uh, all-state lists. So congratulations to all those young men and young women on their success. The OHSAA just announced their uh, state finals for what it'll be next week. Division 7 will play Friday at 2 o'clock. That'll be the LCC New Bremen winner who will play in that Friday afternoon matchup. Division 4 with Van Wert will see a uh, Sunday 12 o'clock kickoff. And then D6, Sunday at 5, we'll have the Columbus Grove or Coldwater winner playing in that ball game. Basketball news, not a ton. It's kind of we're in limbo right now waiting to see what the governor recommends for the season, which is supposed to start next Friday night. Speaking of next weekend, Ottawa Glendorf and Spencerville girls are supposed to play a JV and varsity tilt at Robert J. Hermiller. Uh, that's been changed to just a varsity game at 6 o'clock. There's some corona implications with the uh, JV program at Spencerville. And the University of Northwestern Ohio says they'll open the garage on the 23rd. They'll host Carlo. But for right now, there will be no spectators in the building. So that's what's going on in the world of local sports. Coming up, we've got a, a ton of uh, terrific guests on tap, as you'll hear from both Friday night coaches in Chris Schmidt and Scott Palti, and then at both Saturday night coaches in Andy Schaefer and Chip Otten in terms of when their games are played. All of that 
is coming up when we come back here on Around the Hearn. Danny the Dealmaker, are you ready? Ready for what, Eric? Brand new cars and trucks are rolling into Lee Kitzel Chevy Buick GMC again. That's great, because we need pre-owned trades big time. Yep, Danny, have I mentioned lately how much respect I have for this country? Not in the last five minutes. Even the virus can't keep us down. GM workers are back strong and building the best there is. And we're here proud to represent the greatest products on the American road, Chevy, Buick, and GMC. And I love how so many of us in the area have remained positive, helping each other and staying the course. No matter how long this situation takes to resolve itself, please keep this in mind. Lee Kinsel GM Sales and Service has been around for 50 years, and will be around for another 50 years. Wherever you're listening, you're always welcome here in Van Wert. At Kinsel's, it's all about clear, easy-to-understand deals, best quality pre-owned vehicles, top-of-the-line financing, and world-class service. See us online at LeeKinsel.com. Call 866-LEE-KINSEL. Better yet, stop in at 650 West Durban Road in Van Wert. Thank you for finding new roads to help us rebuild the American economy. Back in the pregame show now, talking to LCC head coach Scott Palti. And Scott, congratulations to you guys on the big win last week. It seemed like, from looking at the scores, you get out early, whatever you threw out there kind of seemed to go right. Yeah, our kids really, you know, really excited, came out ready to play last week. And you know, we scored our first drive, got a stop, scored again, and you know, we just kind of got the uh, the snowball rolling there and, you know, put a bleed and, uh, you know, our kids put a great effort, put the pedal to the metal and uh, really proud of their efforts and they played hard and played well and we were fortunate to get a victory. The last handful of weeks, how has having Sean Thomas being on the sideline, cheering, being a big presence with talking to the younger kids, how has that changed your offensive or defensive philosophy? Yeah, he, you know, what a tremendous kid. He is one of the most unselfish, great high school football players I've ever seen. I mean, he cares about everyone else a lot more than he cares about himself. And you know, he, a lot of kids with an injury like that would have you know, would have felt sorry for themselves or hung their head. He has taken as an opportunity, as you said, to be on the sidelines in our practice, influencing young guys, trying to help them out, um, speaking on his own experiences and what they need to do and where they need to be. And, our kids, you know, every kid on our team looks up to him, and I think that's a little expert inspiration and motivation for our guys. I think they really want to go out and you know, keep winning for Sean. It's crazy because I watch him from the sideline. I saw you guys play Lipstick earlier in the year and just kind of how he was while he was playing. But on TV the last couple of weeks, you can just tell the kids not only, like you say, they're, they're in there for him, but he has that infectious personality of positivity. Yeah, and you know, it's, he's got time for everyone. Whether you are the six-string running back or a fellow senior, he, he has time to stop and tell you what to do. He's he's not too good for anyone, and I think that's a quality that it's really hard for kids in that position to learn. A guy that's had over forty-four hundred yards rushing and ninety-some touchdowns in his career, and not to have a selfish or uh, arrogant bone in his body to care about others like he does. You know, that's really admirable traits. And our kids, like I said, they really look up for him. He means a lot to them, and. Uh, like I said, I think that's a little extra push each week with him watching there and then wanting to make sure they play as hard as they can for him. This week, you uh, take the opportunity to take on to Bremen, and uh, you look at them on paper. A lot of what they do comes from Mitchell Hayes. How do you come at him, or how do you try to contain him and not let him make big plays? Yeah, he's a really skilled football player. Um, just does a lot of great things for them with his arm, with his legs, and I think, you know, like most great players, you really got to make sure they, you know, they earn what they get. And, 
and you don't let them, you know, get outside untouched or, you know, leave a wide open receiver. You really got to make them work for it. You know, great players are going to make, make plays. They're going to get their yards and stuff, but you really got to make them earn it. And hopefully, uh, you know, we're able to do that. How much of what you're able to do schematically is because you seem to have speed kind of at every position to, to burn or way more than a lot of teams who will stack up with you? Yeah, you know, we, that's obviously one of our advantages is speed and athletic ability. You know, offensively, we're trying to make the defense guard the entire width of the field and the entire length of the field. We want to make sure we can try to spread them out, get guys in space and inside, outside, flat, steep. You know, we want to make you guard every inch of the field and hopefully you'll miss a tackle or one of our guys will get loose and bust a big one. And it kind of carries over the defense. We try to do the same thing on D. We try to be really aggressive and really attack and try to put you on your heels and hopefully you make some bad decisions, quick decisions, and we're able to make a big play in the backfield and get in a second, third, long situation. So, you know, we try to use that to our advantage and that's our strength. So we're going to try to try to take advantage of it. I heard a couple of your kids talk about this year to them, it means a little bit more because of what happened last year. Do you just put that in a box or, I mean, is that any kind of motivation you have to talk about or anything you have to mention, or it's just this game, forget everything else. Yeah, it's, it's just this game. You know, we, we don't put a lot of mention on, on the past and any previous loss or any other, you know, last year's loss to Fairview or in the playoffs or the previous, you know, the Villanova core previous two years. You know, we worry about now it's a different team, different setting. You know, I'm sure the kids are disappointed losing the first round of the playoffs last year, but, you know, it's, it's the playoffs. And, you know, last year's last year is a really good football team that we lost to. And obviously that helped a little extra motivation in the offseason. You know, all the better. Well, I wish you guys the best of luck this weekend. Yeah, I appreciate it a whole bunch. Back with more of the pregame show here in just a few. Be more wild. Are you tired of sitting around at home this summer? Bring your family and come down to the African Safari Wildlife Park located in Port Clinton, Ohio. We have giraffe, zebra, bison, and much more. So skip the lines at the amusement park and come experience the safari for yourself. Are you tired of the normal zoo experience? Looking for an exciting way to see animals up close? Take Route 2 to the Route 53 North exit and follow the signs. Just 17 miles west of Cedar Point via Route 6. Open every day, rain or shine. Closer to kickoff as we talk at New Bremen's side of the football with head coach Chris Schmidt. Chris, big win last weekend. You had to be on cloud nine for quite a while, I would think. Yeah, it was um, it was pretty surreal, um, you know, for the most part. Uh, it just kind of took a while, even through much of Saturday and, and to be honest with you, even to Sunday a little bit, just to kind of, uh, um, I guess, process everything and kind of decompress. So, yeah, certainly. We talked about the win the week before, just kind of the way that everything played out and how – maybe one of the bigger wins in program history, how it had kind of showed you can compete in the MAC, you can compete in the playoffs at this level. But what does this win say about New Bremen football? Oh, gosh. Um, I mean, again, just to, to, you know, get to the state tournament and win a regional finals, um, which we our school had never done. And then on top of that, against the, you know, a program like Marion, I mean, see, let's face it, like one of the elite, you know, high school programs, not really even just the state, but really in the nation. I mean, that, you know, uh, it obviously made it even a little bit more special. And, and of course, being a, uh, 
you know, local rival and, and Lee rival. Uh, yeah, it, uh, it was huge. You get to a different elite team this week in Lima Central Catholic. My big question that jumps out when I look at them, and I've seen them in person a couple of times, is how do you slow them down? That's a great question um, because that is, you know, certainly when I flipped on the film, I was like, wow, these guys are fast. Um, and so, yeah, that is the challenge. Um, we got to find a way to try to uh, corral them and, uh, you know, try to limit the big plays. Um, you know, the tough thing about them is there's times where it looks like the team's going to get them down and then they kind of squirt through and all of a sudden they're off. Instead of a 10-yard gain, it's, you know, a 70-yard gain. And uh, uh, so, yeah, that's without a doubt the biggest uh, challenge this week. I would imagine when you came back from Cloud9, that was the nightmare that you kept having over and over was just guys running past you. Well, yeah, I was kind of like, wait a minute, why, you know, why couldn't these guys have stayed in Division Six? Why'd they have to you know, come down to Division Seven? But uh, uh, yeah, I mean, it is one of those things. But like we thought about as a team, listen, we're in the Final Four now. I mean, you're, you're going to see good teams. It's not like you're going to, you know, see some team that's you know doesn't deserve to be there. So you know, once you settle in, you look at it and say, okay, you know, we got to again the same a lot of a lot of same stuff still applies as far as going out and blocking, tackling, executing. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's just a different, uh, a different opponent and, uh, you got to prepare for their strengths and, and hopefully be able to take advantage of some weaknesses. You have a core, uh, your defense, especially a lot of them, all Mac performers, but they're not flashy. They're not, uh, you're not going to hear a lot of celebrating or, or things from them. It just hard nosed kids. Does Dan Holman sort of epitomize that? I mean, what he did last week, he gets the block and immediately looked down, figured out where the football was. We need this mm-hmm. play. He gets that play. It just kind of seems like he epitomizes what people talk about when they talk about hard-nosed and Bremen football. I'd say that's a, a fair assessment. Um, you know, that's in many ways kind of our, our senior class that, you know, sets the tone in a sense of, you know, very competitive and, like you said, hard-nosed and, and also uh, very heady at times to, you know, understand the situation and, and what it might take and, you know, we weren't necessarily, we didn't have like a punt block called or anything like that. He was, uh, you know, just doing his job as far as, you know, rushing the punter, making sure it gets kicked. If there's a bad snap or something like that, he's there for that. Um, but he just made a heck of a play. And uh, like you said, to have the, uh, the headiness to then be able to pick it up and, and get in. Because um, even myself, as I'm watching it, I'm thinking, you know, is he going to get there? And then when he gets there, you're like, well, we're going to have great field position. And then all of a sudden he's picking it up and running it. And like, you know, oh my gosh, did that just happen? Did he just scoop it up and score? And um, yeah, just, you know, what a special play. The last couple of minutes of that game where you try to run the clock out, you can't get enough time off just based on how things work out. They get one more shot. You're standing on the sideline at this point with that 24-17 lead. What's running through your head? Well, it's, you know, the, the idea that it's never over until it's over. and. uh you know, a lot of people have heard me say this, you know, when you, when you grow up a Cleveland sports fan, especially a Cleveland Browns fan, um, you know, it's never over till it's over and, uh, weird, strange things can happen. So, and plus I've seen it time and time again, where Marion, you know, finds a way to make a play to win a game. So obviously with four seconds left and them having to throw it, you know, 60 yards or whatever it was, I mean, you felt confident, but you weren't at the same time, Again, you want to see the zeros on that clock. So, um, yeah, it was just one of those of, 
even after the pump block, it's like, okay, what do we need to do here to, to you know, win a great position? How do we close this out and finish? Because like I said, it's, you've, you've seen them do it time and time again and come up with a play. And unfortunately we were able to not allow that to happen. Well, best of luck to you guys this week with LCC. Thank you. I appreciate it. Back here in just a few on the pregame show. Are you in Spencerville and looking for a place to eat before the Bearcats play? Well then, head to my place, 128 North Broadway, for deep fried mushrooms, chili cheese fries, the best pie around, and soup of the day. If you're in a hurry and just want to order some to go, you can give Doug and his staff a call at 419-647-4062 and they'll have it ready for you. My Place Restaurant at 128 North Broadway in Spencerville, a proud supporter of Bearcat Athletics. Back here on the pregame show talking with Coldwater head coach Chip Otten. And Coach, uh, big win last week, but what was the importance for you about getting Miles going early in that game? Yeah, actually, we didn't get off to a good start. We threw we, uh, we threw an interception, and we had a penalty on the first play. It was kind of a, kind of a quirky rules thing. Um, but then, uh, you know, so, so we stopped them um, three and out, and then we threw an interception, though, and then they went and scored. But from there, we had a really good drive, and, and uh, they did a, actually did a good job against our run. You know, we never really did get Miles off running the ball, but uh, we chunked away on some runs, but, but really he did a really good job throwing. So he made some some big big uh, you know second long third third down throws and we spread the wealth again you know we had five six guys catch passes so so he moved it around a bunch and made some really good reads our protection was really good all night I think we got sacked one time on a rollout but for the most part um, he got off to a good start and then made a lot of good reads on some of our some of our slant routes finding holes and and getting to people and and so uh, you know obviously confidence wise it's really important to, to get going and, and get some scores and, and uh, feel good about what's going on. We've talked about your kids having a lot of success in other uh, athlete, in other sports before, but how important is that for you? Or I guess how much does it make your life easier in a way that when they get down, they've come back so many times in so many different ways that you don't necessarily have to say as much to them about getting going. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. Miles, you know, Miles is a great example. He's played um, – you know, he's played in the regional finals in basketball. He's played in the state championship in baseball. He's played, you know, started for us for three years. I'm not a quarterback, but but been a starter. So he he's been a he's been a you know three year starter in, in three different sports. So so they've been in there and they 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 get it. And the, the other coaches, Coach Fish and Coach Harley, you know, they're veteran guys that don't panic, and we try not to panic, and and don't let the kids think you're panicking. Even maybe inside, you get a little nervous. But uh, yeah, and, and you know, Kibby's played <laughs> played a lot. So so we have got Nolan Toby. You know, he's he's our best O lineman, and and he's been a starter for three years. So they they don't they don't get too rattled, and you know, you just hang in there and and uh, keep playing. And, and uh, you know, and fortunately for us, we've been down a couple times this year, but but managed to come right back after a score to to when we were behind to tie it up and, and and you know feel feel good again. When you look at Columbus Grove kind of looking at the video, and I just finished watching their regional final. Do they remind you as far as their balance of you guys? Uh, yeah, a little bit. I would say they're a little bit more. I guess we've been a little more run this year. And, and of course, the quarterbacks, I, I just saw something on on an article that the quarterback stats are almost very, very similar with both of them running the ball quite a bit and, and throw have thrown for several touchdowns. So similar, similar in that way. I think we probably utilize more guys maybe than them, 
Um, you know, they have one really good wide out, good running back. Um, uh, they're, they're physically bigger, I would say, and rely probably a little more on their power run where ours is, our run is more, is more perimeter oriented and, and quickness oriented, those, those types of things. But yeah, in, in some ways, some ways similar. You mentioned about their, their big guys in Reynolds, Clement and Metzger. They each present unique challenges for your defense. How do you kind of scheme to slow them down schematically? Yeah, that, that, that's a good question. You know, you try to mix up, um, mix up defenses, and, and, and we call we call it our toolbox. So each week, you know, we spent about uh, after practice yesterday. After really, we didn't practice much because it was sort of like a Sunday. Uh, we conditioned a little bit, but we probably sat for forty five minutes to an hour. Just talking about okay, which which of the which of the packages do we think best uh, fits who we're playing, and and which guys fit in what spots, and which guys are that are two way guys when they need a break, who's going to fit in those spots? And so uh, you know, you spend some time and you watch the film and you look for tendencies that, and figure out which tools which tools are going to uh, seem to fit the best with the personnel we have versus their personnel. Um, are there matchups? Um, that that do you flip flop a guy, uh, put a corner on a certain guy all the time, or are we okay leaving him left and right? So things like that that you iron out through the week and and uh, know where those guys are and and know what their best plays are and and things like that. So so you try to try to find those tendencies and then but the important thing is when we we can know the tendencies, but you got to have the players understand them and and be able to uh, to to do it on the field and recognize. I watched you before the pregame and I was realizing that uh, I looked down at one point and you were punting. I looked down at another point and you were holding field goals. Did you sleep well on Friday night after that game? You just looked like you had to be worn out. Uh, You know what? I do that every week. I like to say, you know, my wife calls me a squirrel chaser. (laughs) Um, The silver squirrel, she calls me with my, with my hair being silver now. So I like to stay busy and I've always done that with the punting. Um, in warm-ups, I'm not a good punt. I know how to punt, but I can't kick it far. But but I can get those guys twenty. I can get twenty five punts in in before our punt, real punters get warmed up. So those guys get reps that way. Um, I was a holder all the way through high school and college, so I enjoy doing that. I get to hang out with the kickers a little bit. So um, I like to stay busy. <laughs> I don't like to walk around and do nothing. So that's a way for me to stay involved and talk to different guys and coach them up and. And just really kind of, kind of enjoy it and have fun. I uh, I am always amused because I always look down and say, "What is Chip doing now? He's he's not standing still." <laughs> no, I don't like. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not very good at that. So when I get to practice early or whatever, I'll I'll sweep out the you know sweep the sweep the locker room or I just I don't know. I have a tough time just sitting there doing anything. But I guess I guess maybe part of that is because then I start to think about it and worry about it, stress about it. So if I stay busy. Then uh, you know things seem to go a little bit smoother well, for thank, me. Thank you so much. I uh, I wish you guys the best of luck this weekend. All righty, thank you. Thanks back for having with, me. Back with more of the pregame show here in just a few. Hey, Bearcat fans! Specialville Hardware is your local hometown hardware store, located at one one five North Broadway Street in Spencerville. Specialville Hardware can assist with any painting with their full line of paint and custom tinning. Also stocked with the highest quality power tools, you can reach Spectreville Hardware by calling 419-647-4468. Plan your trip by checking out their e-catalog on SpectrevilleHardware.com. To place your items in your cart and have the order emailed to the store and ready for pickup. 
Spencerville Hardware is open Monday through Friday, 8 to 6, and 8 to 3 on Saturday. Spencerville Hardware Store, 419-647-4468. Be part of the family at Griller's Tavern in Columbus Grove. Griller's Tavern is family-owned, so they know what it takes to make their tavern a great place to bring your family. And a big menu with something for everyone, including sandwiches, wraps, hand-cut fries, and mouth-watering pretzel sticks. Come in for daily lunch specials, then come back after work for daily happy hour and live entertainment on the weekend. It's family time at Griller's Tavern in Columbus Grove. Back on the pregame show now, talking to Andy Schaefer, the head coach at Columbus Grove. And, Coach, first of all, congratulations on the season so far, and we were just joking, but pretty much for surviving 2020 to this point. Yeah, it's not been a, uh, a easy season, uh, so to speak, especially as far as stress goes. But uh, you just literally can look one day at a time. You can't even look towards the weekend, and uh, you just gotta you just gotta take one day at a time and see what comes to you and see. Who, oh, hey, they're at practice today. Great, let's go. <laughs> which which is a victory by itself. It is. It is. When you look uh, at Coldwater, and I know there's a lot of film and a lot of paper on them. Do they, in a way, remind you of you guys in terms of how they are a little bit? You know, I've a lot. I've seen a lot of the, the the postings that people have been putting out, saying that they're they're really similar, and I, I guess so. But I think everybody's unique. You know, we probably run the ball a little bit different than they do, and uh, but they they seem to be a pretty balanced team. You know, as far as running pass, so I would consider that's a, definitely a similarity. I mean. Um, you look at the style of play with uh, Blake and, and their quarterback, and I guess it's, it's somewhat similar. Yeah, I, I mean, I could see the comparison, but I don't know how much stock I'd put into it. When you uh, you look back at last week, I, I actually just finished watching the game, and it seemed like, for whatever reason, everything that you had been doing, you kind of had been getting to the precipice of getting through. You broke through in that fourth quarter. You get three straight touchdowns. What was the switch that happened in the fourth quarter last week? I love to I love to know the answer to that exactly. Um, I honestly think it's just our our senior leadership and our guys just have this don't quit attitude. They had so much taken away from them. It was an emotional game. It really was. Um, you know, leading up to it, even the night before. You know, we had uh, probably some pretty deep deep talks that you don't normally have with high school kids. Of you know what was taken away from you, how did that make you feel, that kind of stuff. You know, there were some tears shed. So I think we just kind of needed to get through that. And then all of a sudden, as a team, we just we just started clicking, and uh, you know, and, and some you know they always say big time players make big time plays in big time games, and uh, I would say Gabe Clement kind of fit the mold for that. I mean, three interceptions, threw for a touchdown, and caught a seventy yard touchdown. So that's yeah, a pretty decent night for him. <laughs> well, it's yeah, I'd say that's a pretty pretty good night for anybody. But it, it is fascinating to me. You talk about Gabe Clement, and I kind of felt like. In a way, if you're to look at a big three on the offense, so to speak, with Reynolds and Metzger and he, I don't know that he gets enough pub or enough people maybe realize the things that he does for your team because they'll immediately go to your quarterback and your running back. They do, and then that's probably because they're they're the ones that get the most touches. You know, we're sitting there in the game, always constantly game planning. How do we get Gabe the ball? What do we need to do? What's what's the right formation? What's the motion? What's the what's the pass, what's the run, you know, that kind of stuff to get him touches because he's just so dynamic. And um, I, I honestly think he's probably the best athlete in our area. Um, certainly the best athlete on our team, but uh, I think he's the best athlete in the area. I really do. He's definitely a better athlete than his dad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it could be, yeah. I give be. his dad 
uh, guff for that all the time. But it, it's fascinating to look at this matchup in a myriad of different ways. I mean, it's the first time you guys have played. You don't have kind of that uh, we can look back at this or that. But that that hungry group with your basketball players, I mean, they've won 36 games in a row now. Going into this kind of state semifinal, I would normally say atmosphere, but kind of the pressure of that, how have they been able to keep that in check? It's actually it's more than 36 because we were on a six-game winning streak at the end of the season last year, so it's, yeah, it's 42. So, um, yeah, you know what? We Honestly, we just treat one game at a time, and, and uh, that's the nice thing about this team is they don't overlook it. I actually credit a lot of people have said, you know, you guys weren't in the playoffs last year. How do you make it to the state semifinals? And I said, well, you know, I think credit to the Northwest Conference Athletic Directors because we kind of had a tournament this year, and, and I think that that definitely prepared us for a tournament-style play where every game mattered. You know, those first three games were extremely important uh, to set ourselves up in the pool play, and then after that, literally, you know, every game mattered. So, you know, we've been... Uh, we we're fortunate enough to knock off a seven and zero team, and then an eight and zero team, and then a nine and zero team, and you know, all of a sudden we get the great gift of playing a ten and zero Coldwater. <laughs> That's I think you and I have different definitions of gifts, but it's funny <laughs> because how is this team different than the fourteen team that got to the state semis? Yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of similarities. There really is, and, and when I look back at it. Um, you know, uh, we had a uh, number 27, Joey Warnicky, and now we have a 27, Colin Metzger. And uh, both of them kind of really came alive in the, the second half of the, the later part of the year. Um, we had a, an outstanding receiver by the name of David Bogart in that year that, uh, um, that kind of stepped aside and let the run game happen, where David all of a sudden started getting bigger plays because of the run game working. And, and I see the exact same thing with Gabe Clement. Um, you know, and, and, and uh, Reed Stexley was a great running quarterback, and, and Blake is a great running and throwing quarterback. So I, they're very, very similar teams, very uh, similar in the way that our team kind of came together and the team chemistry, really. Um, great leaders on that team, great leaders on this team. I, I, I think there's so many similarities. It's, not, it's, it's actually crazy. Well, I've been looking forward to this game since uh, everything hit zero last week. I wish you guys the best of luck coming up here in just a bit. All righty, I appreciate it. Thank you. That's Grove head coach Andy Schaefer. We're back with more here in just a few. Hey, Limeland, there's a new barbershop in town. Gene Craig and Donnie Marshall have taken their talents to 513 West North Street in Lima. Beantown Barbers has multiple waiting areas to comply with COVID-19 safety guidelines. Donnie Marshall has over 39 years experience cutting hair in Lima. Come enjoy a relaxing haircut and chat about sports. Proud owner and longtime Limeland licensed barber Gene Craig can hook you up with whatever you need. Specializing in children haircuts and men and women cuts as well. 567-289-4577. Beantown Barbers is open six. Six days a week, Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. And Saturday mornings as well, 8 a.m. to 11 a.m. Head on over to the Beantown Barbers and tell them the Stidham sent you in. Back talking about state semifinals football this coming weekend and Van Wert off a 49-7 a drubbing of the uh, Shelby Whippets and head coach Keith Recker now feeling pretty good, I would think, right now going into your first Final Four since 2000. Yeah, it's, it's real nice. Uh, obviously, our, our players are very excited. Our town's excited. Uh, it's been 20 years since we've done this, and, and really that's, that's the first and only other time we've done this. So uh, it's been a long time coming, and I know everyone around town's excited for it. It's funny, too, because 
I love the victory wagon. I love the following that you guys are getting and what uh, Eric McCracken is doing. But I saw him uh, put out a thing for this week that when you guys go to play this weekend, folks want to come hang out outside of the uh, field itself. They can come watch the game there, and you you really can just bring the whole town. Yeah, and that's 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 Eric. Uh, he loves rallying people around any kind of cause. Uh, he he. He does the same thing for Salvation Army. He tosses a toy for Christmas. You know, he he gets a truck out. So he's he's willing to do anything for anyone. Um, especially he's been especially helpful ever since I got here nine years ago. It's not this isn't something he's doing because we're in the final four. That's something he does uh, anytime. And so it, it's awesome to to have that following. And we get about three motorhomes out there tailgating and people coming out. And uh, like you said, so you know he's willing to, to stream the game live uh, from his motor home so everybody can be there in attendance, uh, whether they're in the stadium or right outside the stadium. It uh, just adds to that atmosphere, and I think that's huge. Uh, huge show of support for, for our guys and then uh, you know for other teams to see what we have uh, following us, too. It's, it's really neat. Well, I think at this point, he might be able to rally people that you'll never have to mow your lawn ever again. <laughs> that'd be all right <laughs> right he'd just tell him like biggie take care of that get that done yep <laughs> but it is so cool you talked about uh in times bulletin about being so proud of this team i kind of felt like the last couple of years with seeing your team play against st mary's that this was what you guys were building for you've got kind of an awkward way to get there where you go through a couple of different quarterbacks you have a lot of injuries and some concussions but you get to this point with this group and it kind of seems like this year, kind of week two or three, when I saw you earlier in the year, everything is just sort of clicking the way you had intended. Yeah, it really has. You know, this uh, kind of a special group, uh, obviously starting with Owen Treese and Drew Johnson, a couple of our seniors uh, who have had very good years, but then there's some other seniors that, that are playing some pivotal roles and then counting on a lot of underclassmen. But you just saw these, you know, this, these couple of classes coming up. Uh, and, and just, they were just different. They just, you know, a little bit uh, more involved in the off season, a little bit more, um, you know, willing to stay after practice and put in the extra work, uh, just willing to do a little bit more uh, to, to be as good as they could be and just completely bought into our vision of what we want our football team and our football program to be. And um, because of that, and that's why I said that just, so happy for them to be rewarded for their work because it's it's not easy uh it's not an easy sport it's not an easy season it can be a grind uh so just awesome that they they get to reap some of the benefits right now well i've been fortunate enough to see this group in a handful of different sports and see them when they play legion baseball and when they made the run to state a couple years ago and it just it seems like that core group that you're talking about the one most important thing you can't sort of fake or i guess you can't buy is chemistry and guys who are on the same page. And this is a terrific group. You know, you talk about Drew and you talk about Owen that not only great athletes, but good leaders that are obviously rubbing off on the rest of your program. Yeah, they really are. And I, I just talked to Kerry uh, Coons, who runs our, our CEO program at school. Uh, and he was so complimentary. And, and if you walk through the halls, uh, you might not even know you know, obviously there's the decorations and, and the excitement, but uh, you know, you talk to a player and, and it's, Hey, I got to get to class, got homework assignments to do, or, 
yeah, you know, it was a great weekend, but got to get this. And just so humble right now. Um, so, so that part is all they just they keep things in perspective. It's yeah, but it's it's great, but we got more work to do, and I got some stuff to do today during class. And um, so that's kind of neat. And and then like you said, just the camaraderie. We had our the offensive line over for dinner uh, last week, and my wife just got a kick out of how they they joke with each other, um, have just so much fun, and um, just really enjoy each other's company. And you just see that uh, just the way they get along. You know the the ribbing that they give each other, but then, you know, once it's, it's time, uh, they're all in and, and they're all together on a common mission. So I assume there's no more food left in your house. <laughs> no, I, I think I went overboard actually, <laughs> surprisingly for an offensive line, I, I got too much. So <laughs> I, uh, I, I need to figure out how to how to better, uh, uh, order for them next time. It would have been like trying to order for any of the McCracken kids. Yes. Yeah. All 18 of yeah, them, I think, luck. at this point. Yep. <laughs> but I, I love uh, you guys got up early in that game. You get up 28 nothing, And then kind of a, a rich get richer scenario, a 96-yard touchdown pass. I mean, that's that's just kind of an insane way to kind of leave your mark on that first half. Yeah, that's a, and that was, that was a couple series coming, and our offensive coordinator, uh, Cole Harding, was like, hey, want to get Drew on this post? We think it's open, and and that's, I think that's what our offense does a great job of, of not just running what we want to run, but we're running what the defenses will give us. And we've got enough in our arsenal to do that. Um, so he wants to do that. And, and uh, he's like, hey, next series we're doing it. Well, then Drew, uh, Drew Johnson picks, a, uh, picks off a pass, runs it for a touchdown. Okay, next series we'll get it. Uh, Owen Treese runs a punt down to the 13-yard line, so we're not going to throw it then. Uh, and then about the perfect storm for us, unfortunately for for Owen Fisher, they're a very good running back. Um, they get a nice drive down. He gets down to about the two, goes out with a knee injury. They fumble in the very next play. We recover, ninety six yard touchdown, thirty five nothing, um, and just uh, just uh, about as perfect of a first half as we could have had. And, and that was a, a great exclamation mark on uh, on that first half. Talking to Van Wert head coach Keith Recker, and I uh, joked a couple of weeks ago, or last week actually, that you guys are on St. Mary's' revenge tour because you get Shelby, a team that had Brennan Armstrong, who's now at Virginia, that knocked him out a couple years ago, and then you get Cincinnati-Wyoming, who had Evan Prater, who's at Cincinnati now. Uh, kind of luckily for you, though, both of those kids are in college, and you've been able to, uh, at least early on, uh, have good matchups. Yeah, yeah. Luckily, yeah, neither of those kids are there. Uh, yeah, I've I've seen highlights of of Brennan Armstrong. I remember when he went through, and then obviously we were right there in that region with St. Mary's in eighteen, um, and, and they beat us over in Lima, and uh, they went on to to play Wyoming. And obviously, that kid's very good. You're not Mister Football in Ohio uh, if you're not. Um, so they don't have him, but they definitely have some weapons still. So uh, we don't have to defend him, and luckily. People at Cincinnati, you know, that play Cincinnati will have to figure that out here in another year or two. But uh, we got to figure out how to defend some of their players for sure. At what point have you had nightmares this week about trying to figure out schematics and and how to slow them down? No, it's just a just a constant thing on your mind, and you know, just at, at this point of the season, it's just with with how much is at stake. It's just constantly 
no matter what time of day in the morning when I'm getting my kids breakfast around to at night when I'm throwing the football with my son to, uh, you know, right now looking, you know, we're putting together uh, plays for tomorrow, uh, just constantly making sure that are we in the best position we can be uh, to, to do our best to take away what they do well. And, uh, and we'll continue that thought right up till Saturday night. And obviously we'll make changes up to that point, but, but just, you know, what can we do uh, to, to take away what they do best? And, and if it doesn't work, what are our adjustments? And it's just going to be, you know, the next five days, it's going to be that constant thought. Um, and I think it's on all our coaches' minds just with, with what's at stake and, and how well we want to do. With as odd as 2020 has been for just a myriad of reasons, do you find maybe after the game, not necessarily during, but after that you appreciate each win a little bit more because you didn't know if you were even going to be able to get, not just in wins, but get to this week as far as the season goes? Oh, yeah. Every, at this point, everything's so special. With you know, you look at, you're not even knowing if we're going to have a season. And then even as the season goes on and teams that are just dropping out, I mean, Walpock had, had issues this year with kids being out. And then you see some of the playoff games that, that had to be canceled because of it. It's just uh, very fortunate that, that we have been able to weather that and, and kind of stay away from that knock on wood so far. Um, with with very uh, little concern um, that that's taking any guys out, so uh, we're very fortunate right now. Like you said, it makes it makes it special. Uh, you know, we understand how fortunate we are to to continue to be playing right now, uh, to be healthy enough to be playing and, and playing good enough football. So uh, it's it's very exciting after each win. What's well, obviously a long time ago with the OG game. You go into that game, you're four zero. There's a lot of talk about your team in the state. You lose by a point. What was the decision on the two-point conversion? I, I've always been fascinated by that. Well, a couple things. I, I, I didn't feel like we were playing very good football at that time. We were struggling stopping them. Uh, looking back on it, I did not like the scheme that we came in with. We thought it was what, what would give us the best chance. And, and what we needed to go to was too big of a change to make during a game. Um, and so it didn't like the, the scheme that we had. Uh, we weren't stopping their run and we weren't stopping their pass. And, and that's not a good combination uh, when they got 20 yards to go. Uh, wasn't our best offensive night. We struggled running the ball. Um, we were doing okay through the air, but uh, struggled running it. And then uh, I think at that point we had missed uh, two or three extra points. Uh, one blocked and maybe missed two. Uh, and then there's a lot less pressure on the decision when you know everybody makes the playoffs. You know, if it's if it's we got to win this game and, and make sure we go eight and two to get in the playoffs, and then there's a little bit more pressure on that decision. But you know, everybody gets in, uh, and looking back on it, uh, still love the decision. Um, but more than that, losing that game was the best thing that could have happened to us. Uh, and I'm not sure we're at where we are right now if we win that game, uh, just with some of the things that we adjusted uh, and changed uh, going forward from there. So that, that was a huge turning point for us. This is an odd season in that you can potentially play seven playoff games with the way that the season is going, but how much of – does it wear on the kids a little bit? Because you've had to make some long trips during this postseason. No, our, <laughs> that was a worry. You look at how spread out our region is. Uh, our trips 
have just been awesome. Uh, the kids have enjoyed it so much. And we have a lot of people in town that have made those trips so easy for us. Uh, I mean, we've had charter buses every game, uh, and that's something our kids just haven't had before. And so that, that makes it special. We've got uh, people who are sending uh, food, and we're stopping halfway at, at rest areas and getting out and stretching and eating a meal. Um, it just it just makes like kind of an awesome environment, almost I don't know if like a college environment, but just a little bit more special than, than just a typical high school game. So I think we we just look forward to these road trips now. Uh, we've just enjoyed them so much. Uh, the guys hanging out, obviously a very comfortable bus ride, um, and, and just getting to the stadium early and seeing a, a new stadium. Uh, somewhere we haven't been before and just kind of figuring everything out and, and seeing everything. So it's been very enjoyable uh, and and really, have, I think our guys really like it. You know, and we love playing at home. It'd be awesome to have gotten another playoff game at home, but uh, these have been some awesome trips for us. Well, thankfully, it's not all that far to have to go to Pickwell this weekend. No, that's this is uh, it's closer than, uh, than going to Kenton for us, so... This shouldn't be a bad trip at all, and uh, we'll get there and, and try to keep as much of the same routine that we've done uh, every Saturday. And uh, I know they're looking forward to getting down there, and that's a, a beautiful stadium and a great place to play, and uh, hopefully we can get down there and play our best. Well, I thank you so much for doing this, and I wish you guys the best luck this weekend. Well, thanks. I appreciate you talking to me. That's Keith Recker, the head coach at Van Wert, back here in just a few with more. Danny the Dealmaker, are you ready? Ready for what, Eric? Brand new cars and trucks are rolling into Lee Kitzel Chevy Buick GMC again. That's great, because we need pre-owned trades big time. Yep, Danny, have I mentioned lately how much respect I have for this country? Not in the last five minutes. Even the virus can't keep us down. GM workers are back strong and building the best there is. And we're here proud to represent the greatest products on American Road. Chevy, Buick, and GMC. And I love how so many of us in the area have remained positive, helping each other and staying the course. No matter how long this situation takes to resolve itself, please keep this in mind. Lee Kinsel GM Sales and Service has been around for 50 years, and will be around for another 50 years. Wherever you're listening, you're always welcome here in Van Wert. At Kinsel's, it's all about clear, easy-to-understand deals, best quality pre-owned vehicles, top-of-the-line financing, and world-class service. See us online at LeeKinsel.com. Call 866-LEE-KINSEL. Better yet, stop in at 650 West Durban Road in Van Wert. Thank you for finding new roads to help us rebuild the American economy. And a big thanks, as always, to Lee Kinsel. You can hear, just uh, go back a couple of minutes ago and about uh, Big E and everything that he does for the local community and their big sponsor and a big help of this program. Can't say thank you enough to all the coaches, Andy Schaefer and Chris Schmidt, Chip Otten, along with Scott Palti and Keith Recker, as well as the basketball coaches and uh, Emilise for being on the show this week. I hope you've enjoyed it. We've got the uh, state semis now uh, uh, pretty much in the books after this this weekend in every sport. But what does the winter mean? I don't know. We'll hear about that next week, and uh, I'll talk about that on the show. Hopefully have some basketball coaches to help break that down, wrap up the football season, the volleyball season, and the soccer season, put a door in front of all of that, put it away for a while, hoping we have the winter sports season coming up. But, I mean, at this point, who knows? Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Around the Hearn.
We hope you've enjoyed this edition of Around the Hearn. Come back next week for more local stories from the NWO. But until then, be sure to follow us on Twitter at Michael Hearn PBP for more great area content.